0: <laughs> oh, greetings, so glad you could join me today, I'm grateful for that And, got a helicopter outside there Oh, let's begin as we always do, with a blessing and a prayer Did my microphone come unplugged? What? It looks like it's plugged in. Is it not functioning, Jeff? Oh, how strange. Okay, let me try it in and out here. Is it working now? Is it working now? Now, now, now? It's not? Oh, boy. Um, okay, having technical difficulties. Hello? <laughs> we just have to laugh. We really do. Is it not working, Jeff? Okay, then we're going to have to use the microphone on my laptop, uh, because I don't know what happened. It was working just a moment ago. All right, so here we go. Let's just start with a prayer, because a prayer always helps everything work better. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude together and be so grateful and so thankful that love is all that there is. It's all that there ever will be. We place our hand on our heart and we declare that we are wholeheartedly available to be our true identity, to be the love of God. We're grateful and thankful to open our hearts and minds to the I Am Presence, to the Holy Spirit, to the higher intelligence. In order to recognize that we're already as holy as holy can be, we're accepting the atonement for ourselves. We're choosing to awaken from the dream of separation, the nightmare of separation. And we are grateful and thankful that our awakening, our conscious awareness, was something we share with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and in gratitude, we joyfully allow it to be. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yeah, so here we are, and the topic this week is awakening and ascension. No, atonement and ascension. Atonement and ascension. So this is a question I get from time to time, and I've talked about it before on the radio show, and uh, it seems to be so present in so many people's minds right now, I thought you might really appreciate if I shared some things about it. And I I, I write a daily blog, and I call it my spiritual espresso, and in my daily spiritual espresso today, I was talking about uh, something that many people are talking about, which is this awakening that we're experiencing. And so people talk about third dimension, fourth dimension, fifth dimension, awareness, and higher. And we're talking about ascending in consciousness, ascending in our awareness, and uh, awakening from the dream of separation, which is the atonement. So the atonement is defined by a course miracles as the full realization that the separation never occurred that there is no separation it's all an illusion that we are united we are one with each other and we are one with god so as we're considering this and as we're living in our day-to-day life and our spiritual practice One of the things that I find that is not often talked about by many people is really, are you choosing the atonement? Are you choosing to wake up? So many spiritual students, spiritual seekers, studying A Course in Miracles, are not actually choosing to wake up. They're choosing only to study the book. And what I would like to suggest is that what is the purpose of studying the book if you're not choosing the atonement? What is the purpose of studying the book if you're not choosing the atonement for yourself? And uh, I noticed, too, that among Course in Miracles students, there is this confusion about atonement and that they don't really understand what it means. So it is that definition in A Course of Miracles that the atonement is the full realization that the separation never occurred. So when we talk about accepting the atonement for ourselves, it's accepting that there is no separation and accepting that as the basic premise of your life and your experience in this 3D Earth School human experience. Now, I know that many, many people uh, find it very challenging to make that leap. So here's what I say, based on my experience. Don't feel like you have to make the leap yourself. And don't feel like you have to... Know the truth that sets you free before you make the leap. Leap, um, and so here's the thought. Decide. I would like to be able to be fully and completely restored to my true identity, my masterful self, my awakened self. That's what I'm interested in doing is awakening to my true identity, my true spiritual self, and then allowing the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting. So, uh, you know, poetically, I can say we fly on the wings of the Holy Spirit. And that... Place our faith and our trust in spirit. Now, many people have said to me, well, I'm afraid that if I choose the atonement, I'm afraid if I choose the awakening, I'm going to have to give up my family or that I'll suddenly disappear in a ball of light. Or even the thought is very strong in the consciousness of the human race that I might be crucified if I do that. Uh, Because we've seen that happen in human history before. And what Jesus says to us in A Course in Miracles is, you're not going to have to be crucified. Been there, done that, did that for you. You don't have to go through that. So we can actually have a really graceful and joyful awakening if we choose it. And the only thing that makes awakening not graceful, the only thing that makes awakening difficult and painful and hard is when we resist, right? Because awakening requires us to have a commitment to love and be loved. That's what it requires. It requires us to have a commitment to Being able to, in each moment, activate the willingness in our heart to choose that love, to choose that grace, to choose to partner up, as I say all the time, with the Holy Spirit. And this was one of the great decisions that I made uh, some years ago was I really got clear I don't know how to live a good life. I don't know how to be happy i don't even know what will make me happy i 've proven this again and again and again. So I made the decision to give my whole life and everything in my life to the Holy Spirit for making it a holy life, a holy relationship with life. And this is one of the themes that we're talking about now in the Living a Course in Miracles classes. And i got to tell you, the classes last week on holy relationship with your body with Gary Renard were just so good. (laughs) He's such a good teacher, and he's so clear. And this week we have coming up Robert Holden. And Robert is, as you may know, the author of Shift Happens, and he's the author of a new book I highly recommend called Holy Shift. Yeah, I know, Jeff. I got these (laughs) major, uh, just so you know, I know everybody can hear the um, helicopters above. I've got some of the windows open here, and um, I'm living uh, near Stonehenge. And immediately next to Stonehenge, well, immediately around Stonehenge, are basically sheep and cow pastures. But then just on the other side of the cow pasture, on one side, is uh, a major Air Force base here. And so uh, sometimes in the late afternoon, these massive military helicopters cruise around the neighborhood. So, um, And the whole house shakes, so there's nothing I can do about it. So there you go, just explaining that noise Um, So that was one of the decisions I made Was to accept the atonement for myself And it was the best decision I ever made, believe me And there's a sense of terror that many people have If I give my life to God, then I'm going to have a meltdown It's all going to fall away from me It's not true at all. It is not true at all. And I am here to make a testimony for that and to really encourage you to accept the atonement for yourself. And we're going to talk about ascension and atonement. This is our topic today. It's time for me to go to a break. Going a little early here, see if I can fix my headset. And while I'm on a break, I'm going to invite you to go to... And sign up if you haven't already done that. The classes are free. We've got four more classes this week with Robert Holden, who's so yummy. Uh, And his topic is Holy Relationship with Yourself. And then next week, my topic is Holy Relationship with Your Spiritual Community. So join us for those four classes. Register now, please. And also, if you're interested, Gary Renard, Maria Felipe, and I, are going on a Greek retreat, a retreat in Greece, first weekend week in September. And we are planning a whole lot of fun. And we're inviting some other Course in Miracles teachers to join us. And we're inviting you. And those details are at jenniferhadley.com. Go to the... Um, oh, well, you'll find it there on the site. Okay. Time for me to go to a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. And don't you know, I'll be right back.
3: You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous love offerings of listeners like you. If you feel spiritually fed by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking
0: the Talk. righty. So we're talking about atonement and ascension, which I really believe are the same thing. So let me break it down for you. I believe that we are the Christ Presence and that we have chosen not to honor that over many, many lifetimes. We've chosen separation. We've chosen to value the right to attack our brothers and sisters and In A Course in Miracles, it talks about the tiny, mad idea at which we forgot to laugh. And I believe the tiny, mad idea is that we could think that we're separate from God, that we could attack our brothers or sisters, and that somehow we were separate, and we forgot to laugh about it, and we took it seriously seriously. And then we started making a case for it. We started actively choosing it and valuing it. And what it is, is it built up this wall in our awareness that made us think that we're separate from our brothers and sisters. And also, it made us think that we're on our own. And we have to figure everything out because we're not connected to the source anymore. And it made us think that we're bad and we're wrong and that God is going to punish us for choosing separation. Now, in my understanding of A Course in Miracles There's there's nothing to be forgiven because this is an illusion. And it's the illusion of separation that we wished to experience. And what we're doing collectively, because we are a collective, there's no way to actually be separate. We're choosing to wake up and remember our true nature and our true identity. It says in Chapter 2, Section 5, Paragraph 7 my page 26 of the text corrective learning always begins with the awakening of spirit and the turning away from the belief in physical sight this often entails fear because you're afraid of what your spiritual sight will show you right so there's this fear that if i choose to awaken, if I choose to ascend, if I choose the atonement, I'm not going to be good enough. I am not going to qualify. So, really, the body is all I have. Let me instead try to change my behavior. Let me instead try to improve myself. Let me instead try to manage and manipulate my circumstances and my situations to make things as good as I can possibly make them because I'm on my own and I can't really return home because I won't be welcomed there. And my friend, this is exactly why the most famous parable of Jesus's is probably the one of the prodigal son. Because, and Jesus told many versions of this story, really, uh, in different settings and all kinds of things. So you've got the, the story of the day laborers it has the same message as the prodigal son. And just on and on, Jesus' parables really were just many ways of saying the same thing, which is that just, just choose to go home. And all will be forgiven because there is nothing to forgive. So it's only in your mind that you think somehow you're not worthy of the atonement, you're not worthy of the Christ that you are, you're not holy, but what A Course of Miracles tells us, in so many ways, you're already as holy as holy can be. If you are, for one second, doing a spiritual practice, studying a spiritual teaching, or uh, doing charitable actions, or anything like that, in order to... Affirm your goodness or find your goodness, then you're actually affirming that you don't have it, that you've lost it, that it's gone. But it's not. It's not. So this is why a Course Miracle says over and over and over again the greatest gift you have in this world to help you remember your true identity is your brother and sister, the your fellow human beings, because if you judge them, you will judge yourself. If you judge yourself, you will judge them. They are the mirror for you. They are the ones that will help you open your heart and return to love and compassion through the practice of forgiveness. What is forgiveness? It's non-judgment. Non-judgment is required. And this is in this section in paragraph 8 The fear of healing arises in the end from an unwillingness to accept unequivocally that healing is necessary. The fear of healing arises in the end from an unwillingness to accept unequivocally that healing is necessary. So there's a healing that needs to take place in our mind so that we can recognize we're already as holy as holy can be. Yes. It says, healing is an ability that developed after the separation, before which it was unnecessary. Like all aspects of the belief in time and space, it is temporary. As long as time persists, healing is needed as a means of protection. This is because healing rests on charity, and charity is a way of perceiving the perfection of another, even if you cannot perceive it in yourself. Most of the loftier concepts of which you are capable now are time-dependent. Charity is really a weaker reflection of a much more powerful love encompassment that is far beyond any form of charity you can conceive of as yet. Charity is essential to right-mindedness in the limited sense in which it can now be attained. Charity is a way of looking at another as if he had already gone far beyond his actual accomplishments in time. And then later it says, The miracle as an expression of charity can only shorten time. It must be understood that whenever you offer a miracle to another, you're shortening, shortening <laughs> the suffering of both of you. This corrects retroactively as well as progressively. So charity is compassion. That's what it is. Charity is a way of perceiving the perfection another of another, even if you cannot perceive it in yourself. So, I I prefer the word compassion. And to me, compassion is loving understanding. Love is the healer. And this is the thing that is so profoundly healing for all of us. So, what I'm inviting you to do is to boldly accept the atonement for yourself, to boldly place your whole life on the altar of God and... Really say to your higher Holy Spirit self, your I am presence, allow me to see and know and feel and hear clearly my divinity. And the divinity of all life. Let me walk in this world as the ascended master that I truly am. Let me take my place beside Jesus and the ascended masters. Let me completely and totally forget all this nonsense. Valuing separation. Valuing the right to attack. Because remember, attack is only possible in the illusion of time and space. You can't really attack, you can't really hurt anyone, except within this karmic experience of time and space. And what happens to all the negative karma that you build up? Becomes a tool for your learning and you share the learning benefits with everyone. We don't have to learn through suffering. We can be the happy learner. And so as Gary Renard said so beautifully in our Living a Course of Miracles class with him last week. Stop making this world and your body real. Stop making them real. Start working in the invisible. Start accepting the atonement. Start forgiving. Th- these are the tools that we have at our disposal. But you see, if we don't feel trustworthy, if we know that we really secretly enjoy being able to hold a grudge to blame others for how we feel then we're not going to be willing to accept the atonement for ourselves because the full acceptance of the atonement that this is not real requires that we are no longer interested in attacking our brothers and sisters or ourselves we're no longer interested in seeing ourselves as a body Now, I know so many spiritual students and seekers who consistently are talking about awakening and ascending and accepting the atonement for themselves, but they're still thinking of themselves very much as a body, and they get upset when the food's not organic, and they get upset when they hear that someone is... Uh, doing something with their body that they think shouldn't be done. And they allow themselves to be upset by the things that they see on the news and all of this. So one of the things that we, if we're going to really accept the atonement for ourselves, if we're really going to choose awakening and ascension, one of the things that we must accept for ourselves is the responsibility to choose peace so you can't take offense and choose peace at the same time you have to choose one or the other so I'm going to invite you now to just place your hand on your heart and open your heart open your mind and, and think of any time when you recently perhaps took offense you gave yourself permission to take offense You allowed yourself to be bothered by something that someone was doing. And you, in your mind, maybe not with your words, but in your mind, maybe not out loud, you gave yourself permission to attack attack them, to trash them, to say how wrong they were, how bad they were. And you got upset, you got irritated, you got frustrated, and maybe then you didn't keep it to yourself. Maybe you started telling somebody about it and enlisting them in agreeing with you. Let me just say that if you think there's no karmic repercussion for enlisting people in your grievances, well, I don't know how you could deceive yourself. (laughs) there's I mean I used to deceive myself I don't know how I did and I can actually as I'm saying it what's coming into my mind is here's how I did it I would enroll people in my grievances get them on my side so to speak of course thinking that there are sides (laughs) and some people are on my side some people are uh, against me and Of course, it's a complete affirmation of separation. It's a complete affirmation of my right to attack. And so, of course, I would feel upset and bothered. And I'm thinking I'm upset and bothered by what's happening in the world. Or I'm upset and bothered by what other people are doing. I'm upset and bothered by the circumstances, the situation. And of course, I feel upset by these things. These things are upsetting. Not true. None of that's true. That's all fantasy. I'm upset because I give myself permission to attack. I'm upset because I am not being loving. And I believe that there is not one person on this planet right now who doesn't have a deep soul connect commitment to to be loving and to raise the consciousness of the human race right now and to raise the vibration now of the conversation. And there are so many People who study A Course Miracles and other spiritual teachings, who still hold grudges and resentments and still complain about people, do unto others as you would have done unto you, is a, a karmic law because what you do to others will be done to you in one shape or form. So if you don't like what's being done to you, hey, change your mind about it. That's what's going to change the circumstances. All thought produces form. If you think holding a grievance is going to improve your life, you've forgotten that all thought produces form. And you've forgotten that fear is the result of choosing to attack. Fear is always going to be the result when we choose to attack. Always, always, always. If you wonder why you're afraid all the time, it's because you give yourself permission to attack. I didn't know that for the longest time. But once I saw it clearly in my mind, I said, oh my God, I have got to stop judging. I must give that up. Yes, just feeling that just feeling how powerful it is to recognize I'm responsible for my own feeling of fear. Nobody else is responsible for my feeling of fear. I notice now that when I, if I start to have a complaint, literally I will stumble. I will knock something over. I will um, stub my toe. I will almost fall. Things like that happen to me. Um, I dropped something on the floor. And I love that that happens because that is an immediate thing for me. Oh, I just went out of balance. I started to think a thought of complaint. And immediately there is an effect in my world that I can see and feel and notice. I dropped something. I I lost my balance. Start to pay attention. Next time you drop something or you lose your balance, you stub your toe, what were you thinking at the time? Pay attention. Because remember, everything is a projection of your belief system. Everything is a projection of your awareness. So if you're going to blame other people for what's going on, then you're not accepting the atonement for yourself. So you're studying A Course in Miracles and the major premise about accepting that there is no other. There's no one to blame anything on. It's about taking full responsibility and giving all the heavy lifting of the guilt, the blame, the shame, the regret, and the resentment to your own higher Holy Spirit self, to the I Am Presence. Partnering up with the I Am Presence is our ticket out of suffering. There's no other way to do it. And being able to step into compassion for our brothers and sisters is a direct path of experiencing the healing power of love. How wonderful that we have these resources. How wonderful that of Course the Miracles makes it so clear for us. We do have to choose it, though. We can't just read about it. We have to choose it day by day, moment by moment. And sometimes it can feel hard, but when we're 100% committed and willing, it's not hard at all. It's joyful. And then we're the happy learner. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and it's time for me to take a break. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back.
1: What if you could transform your finances and energy level? Go from lack to lots, from low energy to high energy. What if it only took five minutes every day? Would you do it? Shift your patterns by listening to Jane's daily inspiring and life-changing messages. Join her global community online at www.ultimateprosperityplanners.com Prosperity Jane your personal prosperity cheerleader.
3: Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They share Unity's classic teachings. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings. Follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine these foundational teachings through the works of Unity authors past and present. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Okay, so in my understanding, awakening, atonement, ascension, they're all the same thing. They're all that realization that there is no separation, that all is one and all is God. And the only thing that is required is for us to allow the Holy Spirit, or the I Am Presence, whatever you want to call it, to decide for you. So, what many people, many spiritual students I notice, they think of God as separate from them. It's part of our separation experience. And, uh, of course, that's actually taught in many religions, that God is separate. God's an old man in the sky, that kind of thing. And... In the belief of uh, separation, there's also that sense that I am only powerful in this world of effects. And uh, of course, most of us experience all day long oh, yes, I have the power uh, to do this, I have the power to do that. And very often, what many spiritual students succumb to is they recognize they have the power to judge and they have the power to create a disturbance they have the power to upset their loved ones they have the power to attack their body and so they're manipulating things in the world of effects because that's where they think their power lies and it's Because there's been a forgetting that the power of God is within us. Now, when we're awakening to our true identity, if we're choosing to be led and guided by the I Am Presence, by the Holy Spirit, we're going to recognize we are the I Am Presence and that we don't have to figure it out but you see there's there's like a precipice in that experience of accepting the atonement and awakening where we move from the identification with the ego and the ego is always trying to figure everything out the ego is always trying to plan ahead and figure it out right and the spirit already knows We are as holy as holy can be. There is nothing to figure out. Not one thing. All there is, is to surrender the idea that we have to figure anything out. And the more I work with this, the more I know it to be true and uh, for instance right now I'm in England for a few months and people are ha- keep asking me how long you're going to be there I have no idea I have no idea what difference does it make how long I'm going to be here <laughs> it just doesn't matter does it I mean and what does it matter where I'm going to go next I don't know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter but see the ego likes to figure it out and understand it and uh, I know one of the most common things for many people, it, it comes up in things like their finances, it comes up in things like their uh, raising of their children, it comes up in their romantic relationships and partnerships. So a lot of times, because I talk to many people now who, you know, in the Living a Course in Miracles series, we're doing it on holy relationships, so, 16 classes on how to have a holy relationship with all of life. From your parents, to your children, to your body, to your spouse, to your lover, to yourself. So, all these different, uh, expressions of holy relationship. And uh, one of the things that comes up so often with people that I'm working with is they're in a romantic partnership or a relationship, or it could even be a friendship or a family relationship. And they're constantly wondering, well, if I do this, what if they do that? What if they do that? Then what will I do? And everything about their relationship is conditional. So I'm totally committed to this relationship as long as they're doing this or they're doing that. But if they're not doing what I want them to do, then I'm not committed to this relationship. So, hello, you're not committed to the relationship because you're committed to the circumstances, if that's what you're doing. Well, then you're not living in the flow of love. If you're not living in the flow of love, you're not accepting the atonement. You're not awakening. You're not ascending. You are making a case for the ego. So it's, it's, it's interesting because I also, I have a, I have a, Two main classes that I offer in addition to the free Living a Course in Miracles class. I offer my seven-week Finding Freedom Boot Camp class, which right now I'm retooling the class and I'm going to be offering the class uh, in a, a new and improved way uh, starting in June so we're working on it and it's uh, it's just going to be beautiful and it's um so many people have taken that class and really changed their life with it the finding freedom 7 week spiritual boot camp and then there's my year long masterful living class which starts in january it's too late to join us uh now but um we'll start another one maybe in january we'll see um and um right now in masterful living i'm talking to so many people who have been really doing this work of releasing all judgment and consciously cultivating compassion and love as a way of being in their relationships. And it's so wonderful to talk to people who say, I used to blame all my problems on my husband or my wife. I thought they were the problem. And what I realized is I decided to make a commitment to not judge them anymore and to just be loving towards them, which hasn't been easy. It's been challenging to me because I like to be right and I like to judge and I'm aware of it now. But the more I do it, the more I realize, wow, they are being more loving to me. And it's not like we're really talking about a lot. They are just naturally being more loving, more interested in me, kinder to me, uh, going out of their way for me because I have changed my mind about how I want to relate to them. And I'm choosing to think thoughts of love and compassion instead of lack and attack. And they are telling me over and over again, and it's their relationships with their, their all their loved ones, whether it's a, a, a marriage or a romance or a friend or a child or a parent, over and over and over again, people are telling me, That they are having miraculous healing in their relationships and they're finally figuring out that, you know what, it's true. I am the one that is the fulcrum point in my life. I kept thinking it's not me, it's them. But once I accepted the responsibility and said it's me, then everything started to change. So we have an opportunity to choose the atonement. We have an opportunity to ascend and awaken. And I really believe that anyone who can hear the sound of my voice is hearing the, the voice of the Holy Spirit because that is my intention to be that mouthpiece for the Holy Spirit. And, uh, that's, that's what a body's for, by the way. That's what it says in A Course in Miracles. A body is for representing God and being that messenger of the Holy Spirit. That's what it's for. That is the right use of the body, which doesn't mean you can't do that while having, uh, uh, you know, a card game or a volleyball game or a cooking meal or making love or any of the things that human beings love to do, gardening, you, you playing with your dog. What You know, painting a painting, doing a dance, you can do all of that as an expression of the Holy Spirit or not as you choose. So, accepting the atonement and the awakening, the ascension, is really about choosing to partner up and to align with the higher holy spirit self and to follow divine guidance and there's not a one of us that doesn't know when we're in criticism when we're in attack thinking when we are choosing to self-medicate and all the things that we do that we know are not truly helpful we we know it we feel it and then what happens is if the ego has us really caught then we attack ourselves for being stupid we attack ourselves for being unspiritual if you attack someone else for being unspiritual if you judge other people's spirituality if you say oh they're not so spiritual they're not so awakened then really what you're doing is you're looking in the mirror and you're pointing a finger and you're saying to yourself you're not spiritual And every time that you are trying to improve yourself by manipulating the body and controlling the body, you are saying to yourself, you're a body who has to be controlled. You're not pure spirit. And then the backwash of all of that is more of the same and more of the same and more of the same. So the invitation here is to break the cycle. To break the cycle. Yes, you are not a body. In uh, chapter 2, section 2, the atonement as defense. Listen to this. It says, you can do anything I ask. Okay, now I I know that that can make us a little like, what? I'm not sure, what what's Jesus going to ask me to do? But this is what he says to us, you can do anything I ask. So in other words, we have the ability, we have the power to do anything Jesus guides us to do. He says, I have asked you to perform miracles and have made it clear that miracles are natural, corrective, healing, and universal. There's nothing miracles cannot do, but miracles cannot be performed in the spirit of doubt or fear. When you are afraid of anything, you are acknowledging its power to hurt you, okay? And I would say when you're afraid of anything, it's because you're judging yourself, someone else. You're judging, 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 or you would not feel afraid. Judgment is like kryptonite to the spiritual student. Remember that where your heart is, there is your treasure also, the kingdom. You believe in what you value. If you're afraid, you are valuing wrongly. If you're afraid, you're valuing your right to attack. Your understanding will then inevitably value wrongly, and by endowing all thoughts with equal power, will inevitably destroy peace. That's why the Bible speaks of the peace of God which passes understanding. This peace is totally incapable of being shaken by errors of any kind. It denies the ability of anything not of God to affect you. This is the proper use of denial. It is not used to hide anything but to correct error. It brings all error into the light. And since error and darkness are the same, it corrects error automatically. So we deny the error by, as Gary Renard was saying in the Living a Course in Miracles classes last week, don't make it real. Don't make the body real. Don't make the errors real. Don't build a case for them. Don't defend yourself. If I defend myself, I must be being attacked don't defend yourself and there's a difference between explaining how you feel in order to try and understand it better and defending yourself we all know that energetic difference says true denial is a powerful protective device you can and should deny any belief that error can hurt you so if we're defending ourselves, we're believing we can be attacked, therefore we're believing that someone else's judgment or our own can hurt us. Deny any belief in that. And it's so much easier if you are in that partnership with the Holy Spirit. It says this kind of denial is not a concealment but a correction. Your right mind depends on it. Denial of error is a strong defense of truth, but denial of truth results in miscreation, the projections of the ego. So when you think you're right and your personality is right, then you are in miscreation. Everyone defends his treasure and will do so automatically. The real questions are, what do you treasure and how much do you treasure it? Do you treasure your awakening? Do you treasure your ascension? Choose ye this day whom you will serve. I invite you to consider that you can be on an active path of awakening. You can accept the atonement for yourself and give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. It's so much easier. And believe me, what falls away, you'll be glad when it's gone. That is guaranteed. Let's go for it together. I invite you to place your hand on your heart and take a breath of love and gratitude with me as we accept the atonement for ourselves and our awareness is opening right now to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. We're saying yes to our healing and our expansion and we're grateful and thankful to accept it fully, to let it be. And to share the benefits with all. In gratitude, we let it be. In gratitude, we know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you for joining me. I love you. Have a great rest of your week.
2: Thank you for tuning into A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: At the base of all life is the infinite wellspring of Source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that Source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Reverend Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio. The Voice of an Awakening World.